It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind and the captivating memoir Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing on the last day of May. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe that we're this far into the year, um, and tomorrow is June 1st. So it's summer for everybody. I live in South Florida. It's always summer here. <laughs> but um, it's particularly hot and humid right now and rainy. It's our rainy season. Um, the illuminating skill of medical intuition is designed to provide fast, pertinent, intuitive health assessments that can be used as both a standalone practice and as a powerful support to health and wellness care of every kind. Intended to uncover the hidden sources of energetic resistance that may be blocking optimal well-being, medical intuition is now being increasingly discussed in integrative healthcare. Its efficacy supports by innovative, growing research and studies. Today's special guest, Wendy Coulter, will be discussing her new book, Essentials of Medical Intuition, A Visionary Path to Wellness. Her book is a practical guide to medical intuition that explores what it is, what it is not, and how it can enhance your healing and wellness. Wendy has been a professional medical intuitive for more than 20 years, and she is the founder of the Practical Path, Inc. Good morning, Wendy. Welcome to Good. A Fine Time for Healing. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Randy. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for being my guest. Uh, so I want to start by, before we dive into what is and what is not a medical intuitive, I wanted to ask you what your path was to getting to become a medical intuitive. Oh, okay, yes. That's actually quite a long story, but I'll, I'll condense it. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I, I was always an intuitive child and always intuitive through my life, but I never could have you know, defined it or refined it uh, for, for you or for anyone. I could always kind of tell if somebody was a little bit off, but uh, I couldn't have told you what was going on with them. Um, in my, uh, I want to say in late 1990s, I began studying energy healing and all kinds of energy work, and I became an energy healer. And I noticed that in my energy healing work, I could actually see right into the body, look at the anatomy and the physiology. I could look at the origins of the issue, um, meaning the life history. And there was just a lot of information that was sort of popping into my, into my mind's eye, you would say. But I didn't really do much with it. I just worked with my energy work. But I, in my energy healing practice, Randy, I noticed that sometimes people would come back again and again with the same issues. So we would do great energy work, and they'd have some good release. And the next time they came to see me, uh, those issues would still be there. And I was very curious about why that was. 
so I began offering what I called an, a medical intuitive assessment. Actually, I didn't know the word at the time. You could, I didn't know what a medical intuitive was. <laughs> but I started offering these assessments where instead of doing energy healing, I would just look into the body and look into the biofield, which is the aura and chakra systems, and also look into the life history and just tell them, like report whatever I saw that could be of value to them in regards to whatever was stuck in their energy or their physical anatomy. And that information was so helpful and valuable to the client that I ended up, you know, kind of leaving my energy practice to really concentrate on medical intuition, which is what that is defined as. Uh, And that's how I got into it. And I noticed I had many, um, lots and lots of great client stories. And I, I began to really realize the value of this for health and wellness because just hearing that information sometimes for the clients was enough for them to turn around their uh, their health issue, to release their health issue. And it became a very potent skill. And so what I realized at the time, this was, you know, 20-some years ago, that it would be a good idea if doctors and wellness professionals and med- licensed medical professionals actually could use this. <laughs> Uh, and I was working with doctors as well. They would hear about me and they'd call me on the sly, you know, under the radar <laughs> to look at their patients. And so over the years, it became pretty obvious that there needed to be a way to teach this. And so I developed my program, which is for wellness professionals of all kinds. And it teaches people how to use this very powerful skill with their clients and their patients. <laughs> so... um just that's a really, really, it's really interesting. And um, and you know, we were talking before we we went on air, and uh, you were saying that you were intuitive, but that doesn't necessarily. I mean, you were sensitive, you know, and, um, but that doesn't necessarily. Um, it is not necessary to become a medical intuitive. So I want to talk about what a medical intuitive is, or medical intuition is, and what it is not. Where would you like to start? Which oh, one? very good. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I like talking about what it is, is not first because it's not a very well understood or well known skill, and a lot of people might call themselves a medical intuitive and may or may not be practicing the full, uh, you know, the full skill set. Uh, and this is how I define it, and actually how it is being defined uh, nationally by an, an organization uh, we'll talk about later, if you'd like, a national organization for medical intuition. Uh, medical intuition is not the practice of healing or diagnosis, prognosis, uh, or prescription. So the people who come through my program, many of them are licensed to do all of those things, you know, but the practice of medical intuition itself is not that. Uh, medical intuition is a foundational skill set. Uh, that can support any healing modality, any healing skill, uh, and any in any format from complementary alternative all the way to allopathic. Uh, and that's what makes it a foundational skill. So how I described it earlier of seeing into the physical body, uh, there's a basic principle that I talk about in my book, and that is that the body holds information that pertains not only to physical imbalances, but also to emotional, mental, and spiritual imbalances. And a medical intuitive should be able to look at all of that 
and give that information to the client or the patient if they're a licensed practitioner. And we really uh, are ideally suited to be part of a healthcare team because uh, you know there's a zillion anecdotal sto- stories out there about the efficacy of the skill, and there's also research that I spearheaded in regards to this skill. So we'll talk about that a little later if you like. But that's the essence of it. Is this something that we can use to see into our own body? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's actually a really important uh, use of it. Um, I teach a visual version of uh, of intuition. And I have a workshop that's open for everyone called Medical Intuition for Healing Workshop. And that's where I'll teach, I teach people how to have that conversation with their own physical body so that they can, uh, you know, get the sense of looking inside and querying the body. It's very much a conversation between uh, the, the mind and the body. Okay. Um, do we need to know anatomy in order to be able to be a medical intuitive? We do not. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> That's really now, wonderful it, because that would be <laughs> awful to have to learn that. <laughs> What's really great about it is that when you look into the body, what you're looking at are, you know, whatever the body wants to show you. I knew nothing about anatomy other than, you know, we have a skeletal system and, you know, a few other systems, you know, when I first began. But uh, the body really shows me what I need to see. Uh, so, no, you do not need to have a background in anatomy, and I'll point out that two of the most famous medical intuitives in the United States, Edgar Cayce and Carolyn Mace, both did not come from a medical background, yet they were able to see very specifically into the anatomy and physiology of the body, as can I. And that is what I teach. So uh, I teach people, like health coaches may not have an an anatomy background. Um, Mental health care may not have an anatomy background. But uh, you will get... um, two components of anatomy and physiology in order to look at them, not to, you know, dive too deeply into it. So I do teach a a component uh, in the main program so that people have a reference point for things. But it's pretty basic. (laughs) It's the kind of thing you could look into an anatomy book and see. Oh, okay. And is knowing the issue a significant part of healing the issue? Um, not from the traditional way of knowing, right? When you go to your GI or your specialist or even your, your primary care, their body of knowledge is vast, but they don't know everything about everything, right? They know about their specialty. They know about, uh, you know, the basics and, well, more than the basics. But And that's not to, to say anything negative about conventional medicine. I'm all for it. But the thing is that medical intuitives see things differently. We see connections that conventional medicine training does not offer. That's the main key here. It's not about a body of knowledge. It's about being able to see whatever's there. And I see things that I have no idea what they are, but the body will tell me what it is. And that's what's so fascinating. I, you know, years ago, Randy, I was seeing uh, what is now called uh, SIBO, small intestinal bowel overgrowth, which is a, bacteri- a bacterial overgrowth, excuse me, um, that is like a proliferation of bacteria in the small intestine. Well, there was not really a public name for it 20 years ago, but I was seeing it. 
So I could have, you know, I could explain that to my client and my client can take that to their doctor. And that's how it's traditionally worked. Um, the fact that more and more licensed healthcare professionals are interested in this work and, and bringing it into their work is really exciting. It really is. You know, I think I might be using this in my work because people say to me, how do you know this, Randy? You know, how do you cut, how do you cut to, the, uh, to the core of the issue when you don't know anything about me? Yes. <laughs> and, and so I think, you know, I think I'm using it a lot. Um, I'm sure you are. And it yeah, just, and, you know, and for me, it just, it's just a thought, you know, it just comes through my head as a thought, not as something weird and woo-woo. It's just, I start talking. <laughs> just, yes. You know. Well, what, what you're using there is something called claircognizance. That's clear knowing. Uh, there's many types of, intu- of intuitions and uh, claircognizance is one. And that's very common, um, particularly with healers that you just get a, or people in the healing, you know, work world, you get, a, you get a knowingness. I know that I know. I don't know how I know it. I just know it. That's called claircognizance. There's actually a good deal of research on that. Um, and there are there's others. Many nurses uh, and people, actually most people, when they describe themselves as empathic, what they're talking about is clear sentience, clear feeling, right? And you feel the emotions of others. You feel even the physical pain of others. Uh, and in society, we call that compassion. You know, that's quite highly regarded. <laughs> uh, right. And yet, it is an intuitive capacity. And mine yeah. is, yes, mine is the visual, which is clairvoyance, clear seeing, which is a very stigmatized word, you know. Clairvoyance really brings to mind, you know, crystal balls and things like that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's not the practice, but... Um, it is seeing in your mind's eye. So we also have a cultural understanding of that. Uh, we understand what it is to visualize, to do guided imagery, to see in the mind's eye. And all of these things can be developed, which is what people don't understand. They think you either have it or you don't. But that's not the case. That's so interesting. It's really exciting, though. It's really exciting to know that we <laughs> all can do this. That we don't need, well, we can. you know, we can learn it. Well, you know, here's how I describe it, Randy, is that um, if you wanted to play the violin or you wanted to learn Italian, you wouldn't think to yourself, oh, I'll never be able to do that. I don't have, you know, I wasn't born with that skill. <laughs> or if you wanted to learn how to draw, you know, or, or dance even, you would take a class, wouldn't you? You'd think, well, I'm going to go take a class and see how I do. That is the nature of intuition that nobody has talked about forever, right? You know, you don't think about it that way, but it really is a skill that you can put yourself in an educational environment and learn. And I think intuition is probably the key to living um, a peaceful and successful life because if you can assess your surroundings and understand what's good for you and what's not good for you and where your boundaries are based on your intuition. Um, I think we could avoid a lot of pitfalls. Oh, I would agree with you a hundred percent. One of the things that my students continually say is how valuable the skill is for them in their own lives, uh, how it's changed their lives because they've become very trusting and learn to trust 
uh, their intuition, learn to listen to their intuition, learn to act on it. And it, it really does enhance your life in ways that you, you don't even realize <laughs> at first, but it is my constant companion, my intuition. I, wow. I, I, I depend on it. I think it should be a, um, a, a crucial uh, teaching tool for, for young children. I really do. Um, if people ask me, you know, what do I do with my children? How do I avoid them getting into this, falling into the same trap or being sucked in by this narcissistic parent or whatever? And I always tell them, teach them, find every way that you can to teach them to trust their gut, trust their intuition. Um, because yeah. if they can do that, they can't be talked out of, they can't be told a truth that doesn't feel right. Yeah, it, it is very much, if we're going to talk on the spiritual side, it is very much aligning with your spiritual nature and your spiritual efficacy, you could say, or, or uh, I don't like to use the word power because that just has many connotations, but really the essence of your spiritual nature. And, and that kind of connection is, you know, I think it would be a very different world <laughs> if people really were able to do that and taught to do that. I agree with you 100% about uh, teaching children. In fact, that's something I've always wanted to do uh, is create a program for kids. Oh, I think that would be amazing. Um, so how do you keep um, your own bias out of this? Mm, that's such a big, important topic. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, Randy, it is the learning curve in the program for so many health professionals because a bias is also your training, right? It's the, it's the lens from which you look. At, at you know with the world or at you know your your client or your patient, you have to learn. And this is what I this is one of the biggest learning curves in the program is how to drop that bias. Uh, the 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 really wonderful skill that in medical intuitives are known for is not having a bias, right? So we look at the body, we look at the energy, we look at the life history, and if we look at it through any kind of filter, we will miss things. We will literally miss things. And we'll be putting our own spin on it that has to do with our own lives and our own trainings. So it's a very, I call it neutral. It's a very neutral place to do this work. And if you bring a bias into it, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you're going to miss things. In the book, I call it this equals that thinking, right? If it's this, it must be that. Well, that's conventional medicine in a nutshell, right? And it's also even... Uh, you know, complementary and alternative practices because everyone is trained to be a specialist, right, in their in their body of knowledge. So it sounds odd to talk about it this way, but really medical intuition works best when you set aside your body of knowledge and you just let the information come in terms of what it is you're looking at and what it is you want to discern. Do we need to be physically with the person? Or, um, you know, can we do this... Um distant or through telephone or through video or whatever yes yes the one of the wonderful things about this work is that it's non-local meaning uh, if anyone's heard that term before non-locality what it really means is at a distance right you don't have to be in the same spot you don't have to be even talking to the person uh it is a it's a remote skill i do all my work by phone or skype or or zoom and uh the, the programs are all taught live online on Zoom, and we do lots and lots of in-class practice. So this is a very a purely, in, in many ways, remote skill. You can use it in person as well. 
That's so cool. You did a lot of research for this book. Um, and can you share with us um, what, what kind of research you did and what you found? Absolutely. You know, when I wrote the book, I, my intention was to dig up as much as I could find on the research on medical intuition and intuition in healthcare. And interestingly, I found, oh gosh, you know, 10,000 or more, <laughs> tens of thousands of research studies on intuition, doctor and nurse intuition. I, there's just so much out there. But it's also not really well understood. And most of the research points to experienced doctors or experienced nurses and that that experience kind of brings up all of this, quote, intuitive, unquote, material, meaning, you know, stuff that's stored in your memory bank. That's not intuition. So there's a big misunderstanding about it. Um, intuition, like you were saying before, is how do you know how do you know all this, Randy? You don't even know me, right? That is what we're talking about. That's the non-local aspect of it. So when I looked for the research on medical intuition specifically, I found a handful of studies. You could count them on two hands, you know, just a few studies out there. Most of them were inconclusive. Many of them were, um, and many, many anecdotal stories as well. But when it came to the research, I realized that there have been people who for decades have been trying to nail this down. And... I, I, the last research study that was published was over 20 years ago. <laughs> so I knew that my graduates were doing great work. You know, we have, they create, they fill out case reports and we have all this data. And I thought, you know, it's time for something new here, obviously, because we want to prove that this can work. So what I did was I uh, uh, consulted with some of my colleagues down at the University of California, San Diego, and uh, created a survey using five of my graduates and about 67, not about, we had 67 participants from the community. Some of them were from UCSD uh, Medical Center. And we created, a, as best we could do, <laughs> we created a, a study, an exploratory study, it's called, it's kind of a pilot study, on how this works. So how it went was the medical intuitives graduates of the program we're blinded, meaning we don't do a health intake. We never do anyway. So we didn't have access to their medical records or any of that. And we also keep our eyes closed, so we're not looking at the person either. That's one of the reasons it's a remote skill. We don't need that kind of input. And they did these sessions with these wonderful people who then filled out a survey afterwards anonymously and told us what they thought. And we asked them a bunch of questions. And here's what we came out with. They rated the medical intuitives uh, as 94% accurate in evaluation and location of their primary health issue. And again, no input was, was given. Uh, they also rated them 98% in, in accuracy in life history, meaning how something could have manifested, what happened in their childhood, in their teenage years, in their adult years. So they rated them 98% accurate in um, in that description of life history that could have led to this health issue. Uh, they also rated them as 94% consistent with their known medical diagnosis, which was really quite a, uh, a phenomenal piece of data. About half of the participants knew they, you know, they had a known diagnosis from their doctors, and the medical intuitive with no information or background was 94% consistent with that, or they rated them as that. And that 
got the attention of the medical community <laughs> that was interested in this um, because that is an, uh, a point of effectiveness that no one had studied prior. And that, that study, and there's a lot more in there, was published in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, which is a peer-reviewed um, medical journal. And again, the first uh, published uh, data of any kind in over 20 years. So we're very proud of that. And what we're doing now is building on it uh, with a new study coming up hopefully this year uh, that we're working with a wonderful research organization. And we just want to continue the work to see the effectiveness of this because in the book I was able to interview a lot of doctors and medical professionals about this, and every one of them said, you know, if this was really understood by the medical world, it would change the paradigm. It would shift, it would shift the whole concept. And that's what we get excited about. I'm excited about that, too, and I hope that that would, you know, that will be in the future. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Because there's, <clears throat> the, you know, allopathic medicine has become, uh, it's very cold and distant, and, and, and often we walk away from these doctors feeling like we haven't been heard. They don't know what's going on. They just want to run a lot of tests. And they say, try this and try that. They want to give us medication to see if it works. It's just always kind of like a, um, you know, a guessing game, really. And it's a very insecure feeling to go to a doctor yeah. and come out with a guessing game. Yeah. It's, it is pretty much, you know, most medical intuitives, that's the clientele. People that have been through the mill, they've gone to doctor after doctor, they haven't gotten any results or, you know, very often the conventional medicine world will just, you know, give up on somebody because they don't they don't have a framework for it. And um, there are some areas that are very, very potent in that. And I was talking about gut health before with SIBO. You know, that's one area. But what about, you know, early on, what about Lyme disease? It's much more understood now. But, you know, 20, 30 years ago it wasn't. Uh, what about uh, chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or some of these? Now they're a little bit more understood but you know not completely and what about long covid with people who have these myriad issues uh, medical intuitives see the connections that conventional medicine doesn't even address um you know in in many areas so that's why you know <laughs> when i speak to, at healthcare conferences uh you know doctors and come up to me and and licensed practitioners come up to me and they say you know i really need to know more about this because i can see where i'm you know I'm not making these connections. I really want to help my patients. Everybody wants to help their patients, but the tools may not be as effective in some areas. Um, and that's where medical intuition really shines, honestly. You know, we can see, ideally, we can see where the blockages are, where the problems are, where the issues are, and what the body is asking for. That's one of the things that people don't understand. Medical intuitives can take a look and see what the body wants because it's a conversation between the intuitive and the and the body part or the body issue or the the you know all of the systems that are affected by it that's really our 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 work and that's why you know I wrote the book and I really want to see medical intuitives being welcomed and used as part of the healthcare team uh you know interestingly Randy we already are um we did another survey the national organization I mentioned um 
on how many medical intuitives are actually assisting with medical intuition. Uh, licensed healthcare providers are getting referrals, and we found that 82% of medical intuitives, professional medical intuitives, are actually assisting licensed healthcare providers with medical intuition under the radar, right? <laughs> and 86% are receiving referrals. So it, it's already being used. It's like, let's just bring this into the light, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, I know you're working hard at it. And this book really, this is an excellent book. It's a hardback book. And it's um, just really very, very, very um, comprehensive on this topic. <clears throat> so, if, so if the body's telling you what it needs, so it may not always need medical intervention. It may need psychological intervention it may need energetic from you know in um yeah so what are some of the things the body will ask for oh gosh it is as individual as human beings are you know i, I couldn't give you a, a across the board answer on that because there really isn't one um it, it's whatever is needed at the moment uh and you know for the the balance but very often you know we're talking offline about this. I'll bring it up now. Uh, one of the things that science has figured out, which medical intuitives have seen for centuries, is how our emotions affect our bodies. Um, and there's even a, a field of medicine called psychoneuroimmunology, where that is the study of how your emotions affect your, you know, your your immune system and your nervous system and all these things. Well, medical intuitives have been seeing this for you know forever. So. Yes, uh, emotional imbalances ca can cause e uh, numbers of things, and the body will have a lot of information on how it can be helped. So, so it, it could be, be every diet. It could be diet. It, it could, could be, be anything. Yeah, anything. diet. Okay. It could be. And the other thing <clears throat> about bias, I just want to point out here, and I think this is important, is that it's not about conventional medicine versus alternative medicine. It is not that at all. Um, you know, if the body is, is wanting the surgery or wanting the medication or whatever, that's really important information, right? Uh, and that information needs to be taken to the, the, the care provider. Uh, and people, people have the, even though conventional medicine is very problematic, you know, for many people, we need the life-saving drugs. We need the life-saving surgeries. We need our doctors and, and surgeons and specialists. This is so important. And there's been such a split uh, over the years about this, and I, I disagree with that entirely. That's why I work with doctors, you know. <laughs> That's why I work with um, licensed professionals, because we need to integrate this. That's the key word, integration, not one or the other. So what's fun about all of this is when medical doctors work with medical intuitives and we see for their patient, you know, Meditation would be a really useful thing to calm that vagus nerve down, right? Or, right. Uh, you know, dietary issues are actually causing some of the gut-brain problems here that are, you know, affecting their whatever it is, right? Uh, so we see these connections that medical science doesn't have a, 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 you know, framework for. We do. And that's why we really want to be part of that. You know, we want to integrate so I, I answered that a very long way. I apologize, Randy. <laughs> well, no, you know, because you said um, psychoneuroimmunology, and I'm on page 102. I was getting ready to ask you. That is where mm -hmm. I am. 
<laughs> just as you began to bring it up. Um, and also epigenetics. So yes. what yes. we were talking about is epigenetics. Yeah, epi- right, ep- yes. epigenetics. Okay. So we were talking about how what happens in the womb can yes. be affecting us now in our life. Um, yeah, can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. One of the wonderful things about medical intuition is we can look, you know, backwards a long way. <laughs> and uh, uh, we can look into the womb. We can see what happened in the birth, uh, the birth situation, you know, what happened there, which is actually quite traumatic uh, for people um, coming down that canal. Uh, but we can also see what's going on in the womb. And there's, there's a lot of studies done on... Um, how the babies at a certain point are very cognizant, uh, you know, pre-birth about what's going on in the family, what's going on around them, the chemicals that the mother is creating, uh, the emotions of the mother. We can also look into the ancestral history, and that is epigenetics, meaning how did the the ancestral trauma affect, uh, you know, you in your life? And that there's plenty of research on that out there. And if you want to go to the spiritual side, we can certainly look into past lives, and that is, you know, the energetics of it, uh, and how that can affect us in our in our current lifetime. So there's just so many places we can look, and so much information we can gather. Yes, and you say scientists are studying the transfer of PTSD symptoms and other health problems that are passed down from first-generation trauma survivors, including combat veterans, refugee families, Holocaust survivors. And, um, you know, I have, I've had a feeling that because my father was in World War II and he was definitely, definitely suffered from PTSD his whole life. He didn't realize it until he was probably in his 80s, um, but it affected him. And I really felt like that had a huge impact on me. Oh, without question. I mean, you, you work in mental health care. You see it every day, I'm sure. Uh, the family uh, dynamic, the energy that comes down. It's just powerful, and we don't really often realize how much it affects us, our phys- physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And again, you know, just coming back to medical intuition, uh, that, is our, that is really our job, to see how everything has affected our client and what can be done to balance the imbalances. That's really critical. Uh, and so much can be done. Our bodies have so much information, our energy fields. Uh, and that's what we want to get to. That's really what I call, you know, people talk about whole person health these days. That's a, a good catchphrase, <laughs> whole person health. But when I read the descriptions, I'm like, well, that's not quite whole enough, is it? <laughs> if you really want to get to whole person health, yes, we're talking about emotional health, mental health. We're talking about, you know, community health, environmental health. But what about energetic health? That's so important, spiritual health. Um, what is the body trying to tell you? What does your body want you to know? What does your energy want you to know? What does your spirit want you to know, right? So these are the kinds of things that really help and why medical intuition is so effective on so many levels. <laughs> it, tru- it truly is. And you can only do this if um, the body gives you permission for it? Well, that's the ethical part of it, yes. What we want to do as ethical practitioners is have not only um, energetic permission, you know, from the body but also, and, the, and the energy, but also we must have uh, legal permission to do this. <laughs> 
also, um, you know, a big part of the training that I teach is the ethical component of spiritual, the spiritual-based practice, which, you know, is not well taught out there and needs to be taught more effectively, in my opinion. So as a medical intuitive, because we have access to so much, we absolutely need to know uh, how to work with this material. That is critical. And we need to work with it ethically. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, I think that pretty much goes without saying. But, you know, I mean, I would imagine that um, the body can, res- if the body doesn't want to talk to you, the body can resist. So I guess then that would be the person. Okay, so let me answer that question because that's actually a different spin. (laughs) And it's a really, really great question, Randy. What if, you know, somebody's body is resistant or their energy is resistant? Well, how I talk about this is when we're doing a session, and a session is, you know, anywhere up up to, for many people, they do 90 minutes. Pardon me. Uh, My sessions are an hour or half an hour. What I'm going to look at is what the body wants to show me and the energy wants to show me in that moment. So, you know, it wouldn't be everything there is to see because that would take years to talk about. But whatever is is present uh, for the body, that's what I will see. That's what my client will want to talk about as well. So I'm not quite sure how to answer your question other than permission has to do with um, two things. One is uh, the permission of the client to say, yes, I want a session. That's the first kind of permission. Uh, The permission of the medical intuitive looking at the body and seeing what there is to see, that's another kind of permission. Um, And I've sort of lost my train of thought here. You you asked if we... we No, no, it was a a really good question. The the answer to that is that I will see, and my my student graduates will see, whatever the body wants to show us in that moment. So in many ways, it's kind of a snapshot of the energy, and I mean the energy field as well, the the auric field, the chakra system, the life history. Whatever is relevant is is, is what is shown. I guess that's the best way to answer it. Yeah, I, and I understand. I've had actually um, un, um, hypnotists, energy healers have all told me at some point, your body, you're, you're, I can't go any further. Oh, gosh, no. I'm, I'm, yeah, hitting, I'm, hitting, I'm hitting resistance, and, and I'm being told that I need to stop right here. Well, that may be the case, but uh, I can tell you that a qualified uh, medical intuitive, and certainly my graduates, are able to see whatever is blocking you. That's the key. We want to see what's blocking us, right? We want to know. Right. <laughs> um, and it's rare in my world that we get that kind of message that, no, no, we're not going there. That's very rare. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you about that other than, okay. you know, yeah, give it a try. Yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. So it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Let me answer your question specifically. The resistance of the client is not a feature, a factor in this work. Okay. That's not a factor it, necessarily. Sometimes it can be, but not from the not from the client's energy. Uh, maybe from their you know their higher self or their spiritual you know path perhaps. And those are the rare times that has come up. But I've had people say to me something very similar. You know, I've seen intuitives, I've seen this and that, and they couldn't get past this barrier or whatever it is. And I was able to see it without much because of the way, perhaps the way I practice, the neutrality level, the things like that. I don't know. And I don't want to sound like I'm, 
you know, tooting my own horn here, it's because sometimes that can happen. But I would say that the practice is designed to be able to see whatever is relevant for the client in that moment. In that moment, okay. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. And in the work that I do, um, what I know is a lot of people are afraid to truly know what's wrong, to truly know what happened. Um, because they're afraid they're going to be overwhelmed. And what I find in my, in my work is that the um, subconscious mind is only going to allow you to see what you can handle at the time. And then once you deal with that, other things, other layers will become uncovered. So do you see the same kind of thing? Yes, very often, you know, we I call it kind of planting a seed, meaning if I see something in someone's energy and they don't have a recollection, you know, or uh, they don't agree with it, you know, it's like it doesn't make sense to them. Um, if I had a nickel for every client that called me back, you know, months later saying, you know, I didn't understand it at the time, but boy, did it make sense, you know, later. That's very common. Uh, for medical intuition, extremely common, because we're seeing things that may not be up to conscious awareness. And that's, the jo- that's what I see the job as. You know, it's, that's the intuitive's job, is to bring things that the body and energy want the client to know up to conscious awareness. And I write about that in the book. Uh, Dean Ornish, Dr. Dean Ornish, has one of the best quotes. It's a, it's a motto for me. And that is that awareness is the first step in healing. And I think that is so potent and so powerful. And that's what really we want to do. We want to bring to awareness these things that have been, you know, hidden or confusing. You know, certainly health issues can be very confusing. Bring it to awareness so that the client has some uh, somewhere to go with it, right? Take this to your doctor. Take this to your therapist. Take this to your, you know, however you want to use it. And here's some options and suggestions for using it. And then they have a path forward, that's the key. You know, we need a path to healing, don't we? It's, it would be wonderful to be able to know exactly what our path to healing is rather than, you know, floundering around trying to figure it out. You brought up um, where doctors give up on, you know, if, if they don't know what to do with you, they give up or they um, diagnose you as having some psychosomatic um, issue. And yeah, that's a, that's a big word. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times this happened to me. I had a chronic cough for years, and I went to a doctor mm. who specialized in this. And he did all this routine tests, and he asked me questions. And I said to him, listen, I've had doctors give up on me, so mm-hmm. I, I need somebody who's going to stick with it. He's like, oh, I will stick with it. Well, after three times, <laughs> this was, if you would have seen my face. After three times, he comes into the room and he says to me, I figured out what your cough is. He goes, you have a psycho uh, Mm. something cough and he's Uh, psychodynamic, whatever it was. And he hands me literature on it (laughs) and I'm reading this thing and I'm reading this thing and I looked at him and I said, are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. coming, you know. It turned out I, I saw a specialist in New York and we figured out what was actually wrong, but there was something very wrong, um, yes. you know, but yes. that's what happens with doctors when they don't know anymore. They don't want to admit, hey, I'm not equipped 
to figure this out. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> there, there's a really great book out there called How Doctors Think uh, <laughs> uh, that talks about this, actually written by a doctor. <laughs> uh, and there's there's actually more and more books out there about that. The medical world is starting to understand, you know, that they don't get it right all the time and what happens when they don't. But it can be very, very um, emotionally distri- disturbing and difficult, I mean, in every way for patients. Um, and that's, again, why medical intuition is so valuable and why we want to be by the doctor's side so we can look at this. And actually, there is a, uh, an interview with a wonderful integrative medicine doctor in New York who actually uses and works with a medical intuitive in her practice. And she brings the medical intuitive into the exam room with the patient. Now, the patient has to be willing to do that. Uh, but those that have... I've, uh, I actually was able to interview some of her patients, and they just were over the moon about this combination. They loved it because the intuitive sees things that can inform the doctor's uh, diagnosis and prescription, and that's exactly what—that's exactly how we should be used. Uh, imagine if your 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 doctor who you worked with that who couldn't you know nail it down had a medical intuitive with them. You know, we could see where the problem was. Is it structural? Is it energetic? Is it emotional? We could see that, right? So um, congrats on getting that, you know, taken care of. And also congratulations on not giving up. <laughs> well, I couldn't give up. My life was miserable, yeah. you know. So, yes, yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Fascinating work. Us, yeah. it, it, it is. Can you give us um, sort of... You know, it's hard for us to imagine that we can actually do this. So can you give us a little bit, a taste of what we would learn working with you? Yes, and how absolutely. That, how that would happen? Yeah. <laughs> so there's two different programs. The first program is for wellness professionals, and there's certain qualifying, uh, you know, requirements. So that's all on the website. And, by the way, the website is thepracticalpath.com, three words, the practical path. Dot com, And there's a lot of info on, on that. And then I teach this workshop I mentioned earlier that's open to everybody for self-healing. So using intuition, your, your um, medical intuition for self-healing. So what you would learn in the program, I'll start there, is a very specific method that I've developed of how to use and develop your intuitive visual sense, mind's eye intuition you could say, to look at the physical body and the biofield. So we look at the chakras, we look at the auric field, we look at the physical body, the anatomy and physiology, and the life history. And that's in a nutshell what you learn along with ethics and practice uh, guidelines and a lot of practice and a lot of case reports. Uh, And so that's what the main program is about. And that's the learning curve in there is not the steps of the practice. The learning curve, as we talked about earlier, is about letting go of that bias, you know, letting go of that left brain you know, need to analyze and understand everything because intuition works on a different uh, frequency, you could say. In the workshop, I teach anyone who wants to learn how to open a conversation with their own body. That's that mind-body practice everybody talks about. Well, this is very specific to your body, your energy, what it wants you to know, what your body wants you to know, and how to work with it. So I do a lot of exercises, and it's very experiential. 
And people learn how to talk and listen and see uh, into their own bodies. And it's people love this. I, I love teaching the workshop because uh, people gain so much insight into their physical, emotional health. You know, just so much is it's very rich and very um, useful. So that workshop is actually coming up for those of you who are listening in real time. <laughs> I have that workshop in July, and later in the year there'll be a self-study program. Uh, for the Medical Intuition for Healing workshop. Okay, great. Yeah. Are we, are we seeing things that we're not aware of that you train us to see? So in, in other words, oh, yeah. the arc field, and are we all actually seeing it, but we're just not aware that we are? Well, you know, it's about bringing our intuition to our conscious awareness, right? We have to know what it is we're looking at. So the way I train people is, okay, we're going to look at a chakra now, so here's what you're going to look for. You know, here's what you're going to ask to see. And that conversation is really the practice. And when I say conversation, it's between the practitioner, the medical intuitive practitioner, and the client's energy. Uh, and that is a learned skill, you know, in terms of how I teach it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is all so exciting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I'll tell you, Randy, I started my programs because I didn't know where to study this. I knew I was doing something like this. In fact, I didn't even know the word until I read Carolyn Mace's book, and I'm like, oh, that's what this is. Uh, and uh, I, I looked around to see where I could learn it, and there wasn't really anywhere I could learn it, so I began to practice it on my own and, and develop a program for it. So there, yes, and... You know, I'm very familiar with Edgar Casey's work. I mean, I guess most people are that are into um, uh, this, this kind of thing, this kind of thing, alternate alternative approaches. Um, and I think I have Carolyn Mises' book on my bookshelf. And let me see, what is this? Yeah, Anatomy of the Spirit I, is her seminal book. Yeah, yeah, I have it. Yeah. Oh, she that. talks about her. Yeah, it's such a great book, and she talks about her experiences and how she became a medical intuitive and the work she did with uh, Dr. C. Norm Sheely and some of his early testing as well on her. And uh, Edgar Casey's work is fantastic. There's so much to read there, and he was so ahead of his time. Uh, that gentleman in the 1920s and 30s uh, was seeing um, gut health <laughs> as the basis of all physical or many, most physical issues, gut health, right? We talk about that now like everybody knows, but they just sure didn't know that in the mid-1900s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, He's we're coming a long way. It's just uh, taking a while. I actually had Dr. <laughs> Dr. Sheely on my show. Um, oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's really great. He's He's a pioneer. A cool he, yeah, he pioneered the research uh, on this work, and there's so I talk about him a lot in the book because his work is so important. Uh, his work with Carolyn Mace and his his he's just a, these are amazing people. I feel like I stand on the shoulders of giants here. Oh my gosh, he's such a happy, you know, positive mm -hmm. person. I really yeah. enjoyed talking to him. So. Wendy, what would you like to leave us with um, as the show is coming to a close? Well, you know, what I'd like to leave people with is um, we have access to our intuition. Uh, one great way to cultivate it is with meditation practice uh, that, you know, be still and, and, and 
know or listen or hear, you know, the voice of your guidance. Uh, there's a lot of, if you go to the website, uh, there are guided meditations that are available to everyone. I call them energy essentials, meaning learning how to work with your own energy, grounding and shielding and connecting with guidance. Very important work, really enhances our lives. And I uh, offer that to the public because I think it's so important for us to start to activate and access within our own energy. So there, there you go. That's what I would say. So there's so many different ways to meditate. And through the years I've learned, I've learned to do it through breath. I've learned to do it um, through mantra. I've learned to do it through being still. There's so many different, and I've also, you know, learned to, I've done um, guided, guided imagery ones. So yeah. when you're talking about meditation, what kind of meditation are you actually talking about? Frankly, any kind. You, you okay. named a bunch of them there. Uh, even a walking meditation, you know, just mm-hmm. sitting out in nature and communing with nature is great. Um, any anything that quiets the chatter in our in our minds, that allows us to connect with our source, uh, you know, our, our higher self, you could say, from the spiritual side, or if you want to be scientific, the quantum field. Uh, anything that allows us to just pay attention to our intuition is going to be of value. And I, I added in the book, you know, a lot of little exercises and a whole chapter of exercises uh, for people to start to begin practicing that and seeing how it feels for you, seeing what you get. We all have this. It is not a gift for some and nobody else has access to their intuition. It's hardwired. We all have it. So let's cultivate it. Right. And meditation is something, you know, it, it, it does take practice. It does take the first time that you do it, you might be distracted, but eventually we all learn how to do that. Um, okay. So your website is the practical com, and your book is essentials of medical intuition, a visionary path to wellness. So we're talking with Wendy Coulter today, Wendy, we know how to get to your website and is your book available there and, uh, elsewhere? Uh, the book is available at bookstores. So uh, Amazon.com, you can buy the book there. Uh, Barnes & Noble and uh, pretty much every bookstore. It's, it's distributed by um, Penguin Random House, so they have a pretty wide worldwide reach. Yes. Uh, and it's on Watkins Publishing, and uh, you should be able to get it uh, certainly on Amazon and definitely in bookstores. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful book, and congratulations on getting published by um, – by Penguin because I know how hard that is. So um, they must have really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the publisher is Watkins, and they're they're out of England, and they were very excited about this, and I was very pleased to work with them. So I Good. hope people enjoy the book. Yes. Well, I'm sure that they will. And now that they've heard about it, or should I say to all of you, <laughs> now that you've heard about it, um, you might want to dive in and check this out and see what you can do. So, Wendy, it's been such a pleasure. I've learned so much from you. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about the direction that Thank you, um, our health is going, and I, and I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Randy, I appreciate you having me on, and thank you so much for your enthusiasm and, and understanding <laughs> of this work. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just great. Okay, well, have a great day. Take you care. too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.